What's good, Internet? Welcome to session 20 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I'm your host, Alex Arona, and with me this week is totally unreliable friends Joel DeWitt and Eric Getty Gettinger. Where were you guys? Listen, Alex, when a sweaty plumber needs a world to build for him, he heed the call. Well, that slightly explains your reason. What about you, Getty? Ugh, I blacked out while playing Dragon Quest Builders 2. Woke up two days later. You may need to see a doctor about that. Yeah. Also with us this week is the man who completed Operation Dumbo Drop, codename Elephant, Kevin Hartwig. Bonjour les enfants, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. This week we forgo a slow news week to check in on Kevin's Metal Gear journey, dig it in the backlog blog, and Joel leads this week's indie or outie. But first, we start with a healthy dose of new stuff to play and early adopters. Alphas, betas, or our new stuff we couldn't wait to play. Joel, you started with some new stuff you couldn't wait to play. Yeah, I jumped on this one real quick. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, Just as a precursor here, I actually introduced my kids a month or so ago to the first one. Because we're one of the thousand families in the United States who still have a Wii U hooked up to their TV somewhere. And... uh, you forget how easy it is to assemble stuff on that game uh, with the Wii U tablet and the stylus and being able to just sort of drag and drop stuff down. It didn't take my kids at long at all to start assembling levels and putting things together. And, you know, it's it's not well-made stuff, but they're having fun doing it and goofing off in it. But How are they at the actual Mario play? Not great. Okay. I mean, you know, what do you expect from a five- or seven-year-old? But... Uh, Enough to have fun, and obviously, if you get the really easy stuff that's been made, then even then can, they can get to the end point. So it's kind of immaterial, right? But I'm, a, I'm also told it's a good tool to play with your kids where you can make a level for them and then kind of teach them how to play. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that I did a few times with the first one. Uh, now, we just got this game last Thursday, I think it came out around midnight, and so I haven't had too much time to actually do much building levels for them per se, but I've had a little bit of time since then and now to get a feel for it. And uh, I don't love the changes that they made to the creation tools. Well, they don't have the tablet, right? Right. So that's, that's really what it comes down to is that they had that dual screen play where you had the tablet in your hand, the TV screen showing what you had at play as well, the stylus that you could plop down items pretty clearly on and then actually in the first game too the button layout where you selected different items from the menu was hitting the quarter button it would bring rows of different items each drop and then you select the row that you want to grab the parts from to be able to assemble stuff. That's got to be a hassle now. Do you have to like physically move the cursor all the way to the side to select stuff? So it depends on how you're playing. Okay. So if you have the if you have the switch in your hand and you're playing with that that way, you cannot use controller inputs, and you have to use touchscreen controls. Okay. So that's okay. And, I mean, that that more or less mirrors what you'd want to do with that anyway. And I actually, I went and bought a cheap uh, capacitive touch stylus just to have that same kind of direct feedback when I'm creating the levels to where that itself is not bad. And, you know, that's how I've been making levels for the most part. But uh, I let my kids play one day with this for a few hours 
and they figured it out pretty quickly on the TV just using a controller. But then I sat down with them after they asked me to make the level, and I spent five or ten minutes just like gingerly figuring out how to get to different parts of the menu to find the right blocks to start placing paths down, trying to find the right items, because instead of these different <laughs> rows of items, they're, they're radial buttons oh. that are separating each different like sections of items. So like there will be two or three item radial buttons that are blocks or different switches. There are enemy radial buttons. There are power-ups and modifiers. And then there's even a separate sub-menu where you can add like unique different sounds. So like they've got a lot of crazy different audio stuff that's like uh, soundtrack background music from like the Wii Mario games or the new Super Mario Brothers alternate music and all sorts of other crazy stuff there. And it's just kind of a nightmare to try to figure out what shoulder button you need to press to hit a sub menu or the directional pad buttons to try to reach the right spot to access things around the side of the window to where it was really... Maybe it's just a sign of my age, but I'm I'm struggling really to pick up on the controller. Are options. you te- are you telling me that your kids are already prepped for Fortnite and just uh, ready to go? No, no, no. stop it. <laughs> this is a uh, supposed to this be is, a friendly program. A yeah, little. This is a family program. Get I, that shit out of here. I have to say, in general, not a fan of radial menus in get ga- in any games. So like. I can understand how that would be sort of off-putting. The radial menus by themselves, I can tolerate. It's when you have to swap between multiple radial menus and you're having to use your left uh, stick to get to the right radial menu and then the right stick to figure out which direction you need to grab something. And then it it isn't even like they pull everything from that radial menu back to your main screen. They just pick that one item to put into your top row as a quick use item. So every time that you have to go back in there, you have to keep searching back through those different radial menu sections again. And it's just, it's not great. And it's to the point where I'm ready to give up on even touching it with the controller when I'm doing it and just focus on using the touch screen. That was a firework. (laughs) Already? Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. That, that's, that's why I wanted to bump it to Tuesday instead of doing <laughs> later this yeah, week. Everybody, if you're listening to this uh, on Sunday, we actually recorded on Tuesday this week so we could avoid some of the fireworks, but seems that's not entirely the case. Yeah, mission accomplished. Um, but yeah, so it's it's not great. I, I, don't, I don't love it. It's not insurmountable, but it is... I'm on the threshold of too lazy to really try to figure out the controller inputs for making levels, so I'll probably stick to doing stuff on the touchscreen with it handheld. But it's kind of a bummer because it means that I won't be able to like create levels on the fly with my kids, which is kind of lame. Mm. Hmm. Can you other, can you swap between really quickly? Uh, you mean between doing it handheld versus being a TV? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once you picked up the Switch out of the... What is the, the docking station? That's it, the docking station. Thank you. Uh, once you picked it up, it goes straight to being able to do touchscreen control. So that's not a big deal. But other thing to note here is that uh, there's no Amiibo support. So in the first game, every... <laughs> oh, shucks. Can you... Hold on. Time out. Time out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, forgive me here. Give me like five to ten words on what an Amiibo actually is or does. Wait. Arona. 
Yep. Five to ten words. Oh, five to ten words? Yeah, oh, that's it. Picture. Keep keep it. You gotta <clears throat> figure it out. Uh, plastic toy gives bonus items. Okay, Indeed. that was five. Yeah. They're, they're plastic toys that that are Nintendo branded. You don't see that too often. It just started happening more in the last five years where Nintendo is making their own branded toys. And these toys have a, an, a chip in the bottom that when put, put against your Wii U controller or the Nintendo Switch can give bonus items and data. Like you can transfer Smash Brothers saved character fighting data, stuff like that. You can switch between. Okay, very cool. Thank you. That was a lot Mario. more. That was like way more than ten words. Yep, you had it. I, you had it in five words. I just want to say that. <laughs> I have a Tom Nook, which is a character from Animal Crossing, and he kind of looks like baked, so it's pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> so Mario Maker Two, their their function is that they would let you put power ups that were mushrooms in blocks, but instead of just making you big Mario, they turn you into different characters. So, like, if you had a Pac-Man amiibo, you could scan it and then use that as a power-up that turned you into Pac-Man and Dane. Gotcha. And gotcha. Most, most of the amiibo at the time worked for that stuff, and it added a bit of extra just weirdness to it and flat. Why, why would they not? It, it seems like a no-brainer for them to have support for that, so that kind of uh, does surprise me. Pure speculation in my mind is that a lot of times when they do licensing deals for the likeness of these characters in games, they only do it for the game that they're developing at the time rather than an extended thing. That actually makes complete sense. So, all right. But that that's my guess. It, it's a minor thing, but it's kind of a bummer. Uh, but other than that, it, it all sort of works as intended. There's definitely added different items that uh, ha- have added new features and concepts to levels that I haven't seen in the first stuff. Uh, the main obvious one is that you have slopes in this level, which you couldn't have in the first one. So your Mario 3 levels actually feel like Mario 3 levels. Hmm. Uh, and it's it's it was a glaring omission that they brought back and fixed for this one. Uh, getting to the meat of what I'll probably use this for, which is actually playing levels. Uh, one of the nice things is that they've got a story mode which they didn't have the first one. It's kind of a perfunctory thing, but basically the premise is that you're Mario in a worker outfit with some toads building a castle. The castle, which is Peach's castle, gets demolished somehow, and then your job is to take on different jobs to gain money to pay contractor toads to rebuild the castle. Huh. Can uh, you bank the money and get interest on it? No. <laughs> no. Is, it, is it auto chess? <laughs> no. Uh, you you can you can get alternate costumes with gold though, so that's that's somewhere. Ooh, loot chests? No loot chests. Not loot boxes. There is time dating, but you cannot pay in-app purchases to speed it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a fun premise to loop you through different levels that people in Nintendo made, uh, which is meant to sort of show off different ways that you can use the items in the game to make different levels uh, that have different functions and features. Like, some of the levels will be just your standard get to the end goal. Some will be, like, get 50 coins before you get to the end. Some will be things like you have to be holding a P-switch or when you get to the goal. Or even crazy stuff like you cannot jump from start to finish to get to the end goal. <laughs> so That's yeah. messed up. Yeah, so it, that's another neat feature is that there are alternate wind conditions 
that you can implement there. So it, it adds it acts as a good starting point if you're trying to just get used to like how different the levels can be here comparably. And then uh, just like before, there's an online system where you can pull up levels from other creators. You can follow people by putting in a nine-digit creator ID. Uh, Which is messed up because that creator ID is nine digits and your friend code, I think, is nine digits and they are unrelated. Yeah, theoretically, mm. they should definitely have just allowed you to import friends into your Mario Maker profile. But uh, Nintendo be Nintendo, so I, I'm not surprised by that. But uh, all, all in all, it, it works pretty well for what I expect out of it. I'm glad I've got it digitally on the Switch because it's something I'd want to just pop on at a moment's notice to play a few levels or screw around with the maker. Uh, other than that, just if you guys have any questions. It was a $60 game, correct? Yes. Ouch. Well, straight yeah. for the price tag, huh? <laughs> well, so, I mean, te- technically $60. I'd paid 45 for it. Okay. Is there any you- kind of like, okay, what what is that game where, um, it's one of the party games, it's terrible, I can't remember the name of it, where you're putting items everybody gets items they put and it's a platforming game and then you're thinking of ultimate chicken horse right exactly there is is there like a mode similar to that there are multiplayer modes i've not seen anything regarding that kind of thing okay one thing i I will add though is that in the story mode if you're dying repeatedly a pop-up will appear and they'll allow you to take power-ups from a, a menu okay. to just plop in the level if you're having trouble, or even blocks that you can enter on anywhere on the stage to help like clear gaps that you're struggling with. Got it. Um, they do have a again having a you can you can have two people working on the same level. Yep. That's so that true. that is a, a neat that would be an interesting idea to do an ultimate chicken horse of your own creation. You and your kids all just start building the stage, and then all three of you have to take turns trying to clear it. Yeah, I I wonder what kind of post-game support they're going to offer for this. They've already said that they're going to patch the game to allow friends to play online together, because apparently that's something they didn't have at launch. Well, I'm not but, even uh, saying as a game mode. This is just a fun thing for you to do at home. Yeah, I'll, we'll see about that. My kids are currently grounded from Mario Maker. Oh. <laughs> might as well, might as well just play Ultimate Chicken Horse. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. Yeah, but I mean, the, the the Mario levels themselves feel, I mean, they feel they feel myths. Not not many actually feel like Mario levels from creators. A lot of them are kind of like Super Meat Boy type, hard as hell challenges that cause you to memorize levels. A lot of them are more puzzles. That you have to solve, or even like Rube Goldberg machine type stuff. Uh, I found a level where you had to hit a string of buttons to basically play a game of Pong against a CPU. Okay, in the level. that that is right. that is all of a sudden very appealing to me. I don't know why. There's something about having those kinds of machines and like interaction that that hits a button for me. Yeah, it, it's the same kind of buttons as stuff like uh, Little Bit Planet had, uh, where the creators really bring out the really uh, ambitious stuff that sort of bends what the level creation tools are supposed to be to create really zany stuff. So like in the first game, there was a string of level types that were called auto-scrollers, which was basically like you wouldn't touch a button, but the creator of the level would 
add contraptions that would force Mario along a convoluted path <laughs> from start Think, to finish. Okay. Yeah, things <laughs> like great. bouncers and, and yeah, movement pads and yeah, all this different stuff. What this gets me excited for is that there were a couple of jokes in the Mario Maker community where uh, one editor of Giant Bomb would try to make them these super complicated levels because there was a, an editor over at Vice Gaming who would stream himself playing Mario Maker every morning. And so they made him play the Giant Bomb editor's levels and it would take him hours upon hours and then they would go back and forth, keep making new levels and him keep trying to beat them and end up with them donating like $10,000 to charity. Yeah, there's there's definitely good streamer bait all around for this. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I, I'm uh, curious to see how far you go with this. See if you're going to be like all of a sudden like I've made like 17 levels, guys. And they're all real cool. One of them is Metal Gear themed. Instant buy. Instant buy. <laughs> I, I'm probably more inclined to just try to seek out all the crazy shit other people play or make. Uh, but uh I'll probably at least try to dabble a little more in the major stuff this go around. But yeah, I, I don't regret my purchase at all. It's just I, I can see the flaws from converting it over to Switch that are kind of disappointing. I get that. That makes sense to me. So next game that we're going to discuss, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Getty, you had a good time or a bad time, depending on how you... <laughs> Uh, I had a good time, but in the worst way possible. All right, tell me about your experience. So it was pretty apparent when I uh, started getting into the open world that this game was way too mellow for me. But I played the demo on PlayStation 4. Uh, the game itself, I believe, came out last week, and they dropped the demo around the same time just to get people hooked into it. If you're not familiar with uh, Dragon Quest, well, it's your own fault, and you should go check it out. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a classically, it's a turn-based RPG. Uh, it's a turn-based JRPG. Is it tactical? The, no, yeah, right. not really. Move, move along. Except for all of the artwork is done by the artwork of the Dragon Ball Z character, uh, the Dragon Ball artist. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. So that's he, a did, selling he, point. he did Chrono Trigger too. Yeah. Yep. It, so the game itself, uh, it opens up. You're on a ship. You just kind of have lost touch with uh, everybody you know. You're a builder, and all the monsters have kidnapped you, and they're taking you to prison. And as you're on board this boat. You do a bunch of little fetch tasks for the monsters and learn some recipes, which was a little weird. I didn't understand why the enemies were like so keen on having you help them. That was my big opinion on it, too. It seemed like they were wildly friendly in a way that made me uncomfortable, but also kind of charming. Like this skeleton <laughs> is talking about like, oh, I could murder you right now. But seriously, good work building this ship. You did a good job saving it. You put, you know, you fixed the holes in the water. You're a great guy. Now get back in your cell. You're a piece of trash. Yeah. Yeah, that was really weird to me. That is a weird blend. Yeah, and he was smiling, and there was, like, smiley. Like, it just seemed like a smiley face everywhere, and just everybody was super warm and comfortable, and then just like, don't worry, we won't murder you yet. Maybe maybe in an hour or two. <laughs> but But let us help you first. Yeah, yeah. let me teach. This. 
Yeah, and I'll I'll teach you how to make this, and I'll t- you know what you should do. You should make a stick for fighting. Here, I'll teach you how. Don't use it on me, but use it on the other monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, they they took Dragon Quest and they threw in the ability now where you're playing like a Minecraft. You're a third person Minecraft with this little character looks like a Dragon Ball Z character, and you move around and you will use the recipes to make uh, certain objects like you can get wood blocks which you just again like like a minecraft punch 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 and then the wood block turns into wood in your pocket you go to the bench you make a stick now you have a fighting stick that you can equip continue on yeah and that's kind of what i was expecting from it uh from what i understand about the first game it was very similar you would just go ahead and build anything and everything so the prologue the scene on the boat doesn't take very long uh, but once you get to the island that you get shipwrecked on uh, it it tells you right away that you won't be able to carry over any of the data from what you did here so you better go buy the game that didn't deter me from still dicking around for 45 minutes trying to build myself a house (laughs) that's what i do that's like the first thing you always do you get oh build shelter yeah, I was well. There's like a pre-made like little place, but I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna build mine from scratch." Pillars, pillars, dude. You always start oh. with pillars. Oh, oh. I'm not, a, not I'm, in a, this case. I'm a fan of pillars. That's all I could say. But it was all sand. That, that's really all you have at the beginning is a little bit of wood and a lot of sand. That's fact. So you said you meet other characters. Yeah, you meet a couple of uh, NPCs. One guy that looks like he's really tough and he just wants to fight everybody. And then this chick who just uh, kind of shows up like you're walking around on the beach and she's there. I was like, oh, all right. And then she has you make her dinner, which uh, regular life for me. <laughs> Get home. What's for dinner? Yep. OK, give me an hour. So uh, there is a fighting aspect to the game. You do get to fight some monsters, but the combat isn't very intense. Uh, you just kind of run around and just mash the buttons to attack with your, your stick to start out. But yeah, They have the damage numbers pop up like like any action RPG. and Yeah, so you... you do get experience, so you can gain levels, but I didn't get too far into if that really makes a difference. From my understanding, the game is very heavily chapter-based, and so they will give you a set of objectives to accomplish throughout, and then it you know culminates with like a boss or some big event that you have to forego, and you have to be at the right level and yeah. appropriate gear. So. so it looks like you need to be able to upgrade your weapons and get enough experience to get to that point. Okay. Yeah, so like I was saying, the game, once you get to the island, it was just too mellow for me. It opened up and it was like, hey, you can like go here, you can build this kind of stuff. So I just started playing and kept playing. And then next thing I know, I, I woke up with the controller in my hands. It was like two hours later. <laughs> I so fell asleep sitting up. Man, you just get real relaxed. Huh? It's a real relaxing game. Yeah, it's for what you have to do. I, I never played any of minecraft but i imagine it's kind of the same you just walk around and do whatever you want i didn't realize you had kids daddy 
<laughs> your dad's your dad napped. Oh, I guess is that a common thing, Joel? Oh yeah, I just if if you ever get to that point, get ready for it. Dad Com- nap. Yep, commonly just fall asleep with a switch or controller in your hand. I mean, oh. I've been I've been dad napping for ten years now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I'm sitting no I'm sitting with. My tenth playthrough of Fallout New Vegas, trying to OCD items into a shelf they're not meant to be in. Before you know it, it's three o'clock in the fucking morning, and the last time that I did something in the game was at two fifteen. Like that's no, I'm, there's time missing Har- now. Hartwood, <laughs> I said dad napping, not dab napping. <laughs> hey, you brought it up, not me. Okay, you brought it up, not me. I think he's got you there, though. Mm-hmm. I, there brought was, my, I brought myself up before this. <laughs> there uh, was a time when me and Beth, I think I wanted to show Beth Minecraft one time, and we had a couple of drinks. We're like, oh, yeah, it'll, you'll play Minecraft, we'll relax and have an a evening of it. And we kind of blinked, and it was like 3.30, 4 o'clock. We started at like 10 at night, and it, we blinked, and it was like 3.30 in the morning. We're both half drunk, and... We now are making a third story to our floating home that has a nice garden, two beds, a guest bedroom, and a floating waterfall on one side and a floating lava fall on the other. And, like, Beth prefers, like, traditional, and obviously, Alex, you are all about the modern styling, so, like... I like a lot of... I like an open floor plan. It it really... (laughs) Listen, listen, all jokes aside, open floor plan, it's a smart move. That's I know. A smart move. Get some air coming through. Ugh, forget about it. And that's why Minecraft will just space you out, and you're like, oh man, what just happened? I don't know how, how we got here, but this is where we're at now, and time is missing. So yeah. Uh, you got the appropriate you got the appropriate experience, Getty. You got the I, a really good appropriate experience. So it looks really nice. Uh it plays really nice. I I might just buy the game so I can catch up on my sleep though. <laughs> that's perfect i've heard of cheaper sleep aids oh i've tried but i've also heard seems... more expensive ones what <laughs> yeah, uh one of those <laughs> one of those giant sleep apnea machines but that's if you have sleep apnea i really need my machine back <laughs> i i so like i i got diagnosed with the uh, sleep apnea a few years ago and i got my dad's hand-me-down machine which was like old when he got it so i'm washing the tubes one day and they melt under the hot water and then and then i no longer had a sleep apnea machine (laughs) so that's why they called you codename elephant listen i no just like they they look like an elephant like they sure they sure do it's not a comfortable way to sleep um also, took it personally that they named me Codename Elephant. I felt like... <laughs> co- we'll get to that. Yeah, okay? let's save go it. Go on, go on. Okay. I really quick wanted to get into this, because I played it this weekend. The Monster Hunter World Iceborne beta test was this weekend. Uh, yes, tell, tell me. Same great Monster Hunter World. Same great flavor. Same great taste. Few new mechanics... The way the demo worked is that it would start you off with preset characters. You pick these the way they have it, um, where you can 
alter their appearance. They gave you a, free pre- a few presets. You picked your character. Then they had two of every weapon type. So they had new skins, you know, new monsters come with new materials. So they made two sets of armor and two sets of every type of weapon. So at any point, you just grab it and get into a hunt. And there was three hunts available. One from the previous, uh, from the normal base game, but with new mechanics because they made it now Iceborne, which means all these uh, new, like the old monsters have new abilities now and act differently, as well as two uh, hunts that were in the new ice world, the new ice section. One was a snow shark. That was the hard. And the medium mode was a T-Rex with giant moose antlers. Which I love that. I love snow that. Shark. Which snow does it, shark? It doesn't make sense. What happened if all the snow was gone? Yeah, exactly. Is it just be a regular shark. Is it a, like an aquatic enemy? No, he just hangs out in the in the because oh, it's a snow, snow shark, right? Okay, so it's not just a new area and a new bunch of monsters. Like, there's also the new mechanics carry over to the old areas. Yes, they will. Oof. The Do you new think mecha- maybe we're expecting too much realism in our fantastical monsters? I feel like no. snow shark because snow is such a finite resource that doesn't seem. Yeah, but like in Are there places, places in, for in six places months of the year is in what places, I'm saying. In places where there's like ten feet of snow all the time, yeah, snow shark. Like yes. Okay. Yes, I'm I, I, I'm into it. Okay. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh the new mechanics. You have to drink hot drinks when you're going on the cold weather, just like when you were going to the hot like lava pits and you had to fight monsters, you needed a cold drink. Your palico can res you now which is your little cat assistant. And they also added grapple hook, which you use to grapple hook to a monster's face. You literally grapple to his face, and then you punch him a bunch until he falls down. I like that. Yeah, I'm into it. That's neat. But also, the more I talk about Monster Hunter, the more I realize you're probably a bad person. Like, in that game. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, dude. For sure. Dinosaur genocide? Now, come on. They had it coming. And we use all of the parts. You invaded um, their civilization or their, I, their I like your, habitat. I like I your. Know, that sounds like respon- That sounds like responsible consumption to me. If you're using all the parts, I yeah, love. I love fair. this argument. I love <laughs> I it. I love it. Uh, so, the game still looks phenomenal. Even more phenomenal than ever now with the snow, especially because they have new snow tech. Meaning that you're running through the snow oh, and it, yes. it moves so perfectly around you and leaves a trail. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay, that's that's the kind of thing that I got my graphics card for. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm into it. And then, uh, supposedly, when it gets released, they will add mounts. So one of the mounts I saw was a Jagras mount, which looked dope as hell. Like a little, little lizard that you can ride around. That's not bad. Is there there any indication that they do anything or that you can attack from them or? I think there is no indication so far. I think it's just a get from place to place. Some of those chases go long. Yeah. That could help a lot, actually, with how long those hunts last and how much time you have to spend just traveling from point to point when the monster runs off from a skirmish. Yeah, I did see the value in that. Ooh, that'll be fun. So it was a very limited beta. I liked what I played. It got me excited for more. I just, 
it, it's uh, for me monster hunters usually always have free dlc and this is i think 40 dollars, so it's a little bit like mm-hmm. oh it's, hard to... it's not free dlc yeah oh i mean that price tag i'm yeah. definitely gonna put my money in it i 100 percent will i just it's a little strange i'm like oh okay well i guess it, i mean it's a whole lot of new content so it's like it's it's explainable so, yeah, it's just they don't usually charge for it. That's the only thing that makes it tough. Man, that is surprising to me. Yeah. Well, I, in this day and age, I guess it's not that surprising. No. So, Kev, you brought us a game you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, Joel gave me uh, the tip on this game in the G-chat um, and said that it was sort of Rocket League E, which of course piqued my interest because I have 10 million hours in Rocket League. Um, so it's a game by Stitch Heads Entertainment. Um, and I'd, I'd very roughly put it in the category as Rocket League. Um, there's five minute matches. Um, it's blue and orange, like focused, sort of like Rocket League. Um, and imagine that the layout of the place, so you start in what is like a launcher for your little ball. Your little ball, right? Mm-hmm. And it's basically a pinball, like, pullback, like, spring thing, which launches you into the arena. Um, it's 5v5. I didn't play any competitive, so, like, you know. Um, and the layout of the arena is basically, if you... Especially you, Arona, can imagine like, uh, like a high level competitive skateboard street competition. How it's like pretty wide area, yeah. But there's quarter pipes on the sides of different heights. There's ramp like ramps in the middle of different heights. Um, it's like a cross between that and sort of uh, like a Moto X dirt uh, thing. But but the art the aesthetic looks like a sleek rocket league. Right? Yes, absolutely. The the visual, the colors, the even the um like the in, sort of invisible border outlining the the top of the arena uh, and the crowd is very very rocket leaguey and it has a lot of the same like snappy like responsiveness to your controller and like really fast movement. So. Um, basically, um, there are clusters of, uh, pinball bumpers around, and there's also pillars and floating flat platforms and hoops that are in the air as well. Um, and as you hit or go through these things, um, it changes to your team's color. So everything either becomes blue or orange, um, and you get points for comboing them, uh, you know, at fast speeds. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's also, um, like, slamming, and where, like, you slam onto another character on another team, and you take any points that they haven't deposited yet. Um, it's This game is kind of wild, you guys. You um, have to deposit. Sounds, yes. Okay, so here's what happens. The match starts, and <clears throat> you go and you start to collect points by hitting bumpers and getting combos and uh there's a jump and a double jump and it's like this sonic spin move where while you're midair you hit x and then you can when you land on the ground it gives you a speed boost in whatever direction you're pushing um 
and so you move around the map, um, hitting stuff, changing them to your team's color, and after about a minute, I think, uh, your goals open up, and there are these little holes that are, like, uh, on either side of the map, and all the points that you've collected, you go and you deposit them in your team's goal, and they go to your team's score. Um, so if you get stomped before you deposit those points, um, you, you can steal points, you can get points stolen. Um, it is really unclear who's winning uh, <laughs> while it's happening. It's... it's it's, I'm it's, sorry, Harwood. This is this is a lot more complex than I expected it to be. I know. I got. I, I'm. Well, I wanted Sounds to chaotic. I wanted to give it a really good look because of how similar I had heard it was to Rocket League. Um, so either way, the winner is determined by like a combination of who has the most points and also how long, um, like the color coverage you had over all the points it's it's really gnarly um but you really don't know who's gonna win at all until the end of the match um, oh god that kind of sounds like splatoon it's, it's yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy so so there's quick matches ranked challenges and stuff like that um and there's all kinds of like very similar to rocket league garage sort of aesthetics where you can put hats and and all that kind of decorative uh stuff on your on your little ball um <laughs> yeah i saw that you on the could, ball yeah it's it's crazy so I, I saw one where you put sunglasses on them oh yeah oh yeah you could put like tailpipes who, who knows i assume there's gonna be a shitload of different things you could do if this game actually like gets support like for a while um but the, one of the more interesting things was the left and right trigger are like equipable skills that you get that do different things um, that you unlock as you like as you get better at the game and unlock shit. Um, and I had no idea how to even figure out what either of them were. Um, <laughs> it was it's very chaotic. Um, the UI is like half Rocket League, half Overwatch um what yeah how is it like overwatch <laughs> it, and you like, guys said auto chess was complicated wait, so, hold on okay so Kevin, what kind of skills did you have because that's really starting to bother me okay so so okay so my right my right trigger skill i only had one unlocked and that was the stomp okay where i could like stomp the the uh the players and steal points while you're in the air, or just While, like you yeah, can stop. Yeah, so I would like jump with okay. the ball and like hit right trigger. And if I if it wasn't on cooldown, um, or charged up, and that's where the Overwatch UI stuff comes in, is that like uh. there's cooldown bubbles at the bottom. The left trigger skill, one of them was really cool, and I would hit it when it was charged, and it would like auto combo me across the entire um, arena. From like a bunch, like just auto, give me a huge combo, which I don't know, you know, that seems kind of overpowered, but I don't know the mechanics at all. Um, and the second one, which I tried, this is when I realized you could actually swap skills. Um, I tried it and it seemed to be some kind of like, uh, it was like pausing me midair and then shooting me forward. So it was like a movement skill. Um, and also apparently like you can, 
you can set bumpers and stuff to be like uh, electrified. So if other players hit them, they get stuck, shocked to this. It's there's a lot. <laughs> um, the one thing, and here's really the most important thing, because we've been talking a lot about Rocket League with this one, is that I didn't get any of the same like that feeling of when you score a good goal. Or like you make a good save where you're like, fuck yeah, there's no, there's none of that in this. It's too, it's too nuts. And, and there's can, none of the still involved in the actual gameplay. Yeah. And I think there could be, but I feel like they, they, they're trying to do like a few too many things at once. Like if I feel if they took a couple of the mechanics away, it would make it simpler in the way that Rocket League is just rocket car soccer. Um, it, it's a little too complicated for me, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm confused after this. <laughs> yeah, and like, it. It I, I'll like tell you what, I'll tell you what, um, because I had a hard time describing this game, and that's why I, like, I, I wrote so much stuff in the notes. Um, I will 100% stream like 30 minutes of this game or something so that you guys can see, because you really have to see it. I could see how this game and the movement that it grants you and the speed of it and stuff, and the music is all very like Rocket league and neon, and, and it definitely has that same like art that Rocket League feels like. But it, yeah. it feels like if... It feels like somebody watched Rocket League and was like, what if we just make them balls? <laughs> <laughs> and then add 15 skills. Yeah. And yeah, then dude. make it based on points that are and, somewhat yeah. arbitrary. Yeah. But, and 14 win slam. conditions. Yes. 14 win conditions. It is complicated, you guys. I'll, I'll 100% stream it for, for Super GG. I'll make that uh, happen. Cause, yeah, cause I'd watch e- some of that. Even... <laughs> even, even Three matches, fifteen minutes. You'll be like, "Oh, holy shit!" Like I, I did my homework on this and watched a couple of people streaming this game, and your sentiment is pretty close to exactly their response. One guy was like, "Yes, we did it. I kicked ass in there," and then be like, "Wait, we lost? No, (laughs) did I not do that right?" That that makes Hmm. me feel a lot better because because I played it and I'm like, "Am I missing something?" Yeah, like, <laughs> the guy just goes, man, I have no idea what I did that entire match then. Yep. But it's but it's fun moving around the map. I would much rather just like hang out with you guys chatting on Discord with no timer, just like hanging out on the map. That's it. Like I I would like I would do that. <laughs> from from uh my understanding, there are some good side missions where it's just like here's a track and you try to go as Yeah, fast as they can. have a unlike Rocket League, there is a challenges section, which I assume is what you're talking about. I did not take a dip into that. Um but I can imagine because like the tutorial, which is very brief, is nothing like the game at all. It's just showing you basic movement of this ball and like how to how to jump and double jump and like but then you actually get into a match and it's like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like I kind of have fun. I think so. I think so. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, Alex, I'm sorry that we gave you shit for battle chess earlier. 
Or auto chess. No. Hey, <laughs> everything that Kevin explained made sense to me. I can visualize this game. I accept your apology. Yeah, would you say I described the game pretty accurate, besides just my sentiment? Like, I, you, if you watched it, Alex... Oh, I don't think there's anything wrong with the way you described it. I just think it sounds convoluted. Oh, it, it oh, is. Oh, it definitely is. It is. <laughs> but Alex has no excuse for battle chess. Come on. <laughs> I don't... I've heard about this auto chess business no 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 okay all right all right my bad my bad i I will get i will get you into it off mic no i segue (laughs) segue (laughs) (laughs) this week's early adopters were constructive let's break it down and when we come back the backlog blog after the break Welcome back! Time for the Backlog Blog, where we apply peer pressure to make friends play stuff they should have played a long time ago. Alright guys, so this week I'm so excited to finally So talk hey, about... we're talking about oh. Metal Gear Solid! Hi! <laughs> Kevin, you're here today because we had been running an ongoing joke of making you play through all of the Metal Gears, and yeah. you've been streaming for us... And you have just completed, as of yesterday, Metal Gear Solid 1. It's not a joke anymore. I'm, I'm in it now. It's still kind greatest, of a joke. Don't you say it. Greatest <laughs> don't, story don't, no, 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 ever no, 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 told. Don't you say it. Save it. So far, <laughs> it's the greatest first 20% of a story ever told. I'm assuming that there's a lot more story happening. Okay. I am operating under the assumption that this is all planned out. Now, I may find out that Kojima was just flying by the seat of his pants, um, but we're going to find out. Um, the, I, I... Fir- the first non-game related aspect was, if, if anybody watched the stream, the audio repetition sort of became a part of me. This was a problem with the ROM that we were having, and I sort of still think think like that, if you know what I mean. mean. Did you just say think twice? I yeah, he no. just said me and twice. Mimicking the... What? I, I, see, I can't tell anymore. Or Kevin was playing a faulty <laughs> ROM. He was playing a faulty ROM where some of the audio in cutscenes would double up. Some of it? Pretty much all of it. Every, Last night, it, I tried to watch it, and it was garbage. It, is it, was garbage. it gets increasingly bad, um, bad, but the last four episodes, at least, it was least. every third word. Or third word. word. <laughs> yeah, no, just like that. Um, okay, so I got used to it. I want to know, though, what did you think of the story? What did you think of the characters? I want to hear high points and low points. Okay, so high point, Sniper Wolf. Low point, Sniper Wolf. Um, <laughs> I remember watching that fight, too. I, I love Sniper Wolf. I love everything about her character. I love uh, something. I don't know why. Um, something about it uh, really hit a, hit a button for me, I guess. Um, but also, low point, uh, the Sniper Wolf uh, fights suck not a fan uh which is ironic because i talk about diazepam like so much throughout the stream 
Um, you made Snake take it for no reason other than comedic effect, and by the uh-huh. end, you did not have any left. And yeah. it worked. No, the game, Kojima, he was there for me. He had some in some boxes. Um, that's how I knew I was supposed to use them after you guys told me. Um, so <laughs> I love Sniper Wolf. I, I think it was probably my least favorite of the fights. Um, I think, especially with how the game ended, at least my assumption is that that was Revolver um, talking to somebody on the phone after the credits. He says who he's clearly talking to. He um, wasn't listening. I was. <laughs> it was the president. Okay. That seems like All a right. theme right. in the stream, too. I'm not listening. <laughs> it's not true. Okay? It's, it's not true. true. There's <laughs> subtitles. I don't need to listen to the chappy audio. You guys don't know what it was like for me, okay? <laughs> you weren't. I think we do. You weren't. We watched it, too. Yeah, we were. were. I missed only one episode. Some of the times you weren't there. Um, (laughs) No, so, um, yeah. The high point, really, I even wrote in the notes, Sniper Wolf is bae. That's just how I feel. (laughs) Um, I do believe that love can bloom on the battlefield. Um, Now, this game is really up its own ass. Yeah, it is. Like no. it's the it's the best kind like, of episode. Like in ass. a good way, like a really good but like trashy soap opera, uh, where like like I've never seen General General Hospital in my life. Never. It's been on for like a million fucking years. Still on. Okay, I've never seen it before. But I guarantee that like if you got bought in even a little bit, that shit is juicy. Okay, that's sort of how I feel about this. Once it clicked for me, I was like, okay, like I'm I'm down and it, it felt good. Let's uh, uh, I think, let's let's I think if w- you were a 15 year old boy when you played this, it would have really stuck with you. I, like, like if you were if you were watching wrestling, it's that, that same kind of melodrama. I definitely believe you. I definitely agree. I, it 100 percent would have. But I wasn't just. I just didn't have a PlayStation. Um, I, I just thought really quick how similar the naming was to like DBZ characters um, and how different we might have watched like Dragon Ball Z growing up if like they didn't call him Kakarot, they just called him Carrot. <laughs> like, like imagine if every, imagine for a moment if every single time somebody yelled Kakarot, they were actually yelling Carrot. And yeah, think again for just a moment that every time somebody yells Vegeta, they're literally just saying the word vegetable. Okay. <laughs> oh, who's this new crazy enemy? Oh, that's, 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 <laughs> that's broccoli. Okay. And I sort of, once I, once that clicked for me, I was like, I'm kind of into it. I think Ocelot was a weird, a weird choice, but like, it's clearly important. Decoy octopus who you never yeah, meet. Who you never meet. But I wasn't <laughs> yeah. gonna I wasn't gonna bring that up. Um <laughs> Te- because I was like technically you meet him. But, technically uh, you meet her, I wanna say. Me. I assume decoy comes back as some kind of other dumb thing, but who knows? I, I'm making a lot of assumptions about this game now. Now let's ju- <laughs> let's just say that uh, while while I should have done this in the beginning, Metal Gear Solid is a super secret top spy game. Where your character is going through a mission, and the entire time there are double and triple agents, and 
very and very heavy hit like real life history lessons yeah given but with details that weren't really true because to, like to fit the story like well president hoover was doing this we were doing this and during this year of the cold war in this country and it gives a legit history and then also mixes like this was the discovery of nano machines which well, do anything right, the plot needs right they well and the, i think one of the other high moments for me was when I realized, when I did a quick Google search, that the ear pull is absolutely an Olympic event <laughs> at the um, Eskimo Indian Olympics. When I looked that up and I was like, holy shit, uh, that was the clicking moment for me. I was like, okay, I, sh- I should be paying closer attention. Yeah, because <laughs> half of it is real, and then half of it, you're like, mm, I don't know, that doesn't seem real. And then you research, and you're like, oh, that is also real. That's uncomfortably but, but that, that's strange. Why, that why, that's why it works, though, because they use yeah. that real stuff to lay the foundation so they can build their tower of bullshit on top of it. You know What? This game is completely factual. I don't know what you're talking about. It, I, I hate... Here's the thing. I hated so many of the characters... <laughs> <laughs> you, you had a real you had a real big grudge with Mei Ling. Oh, so in the game you get these phone the conversations Wait, you leave her alone uh, you, you listen, get these phone conversations listen. throughout the game that will it's very heavy in the dialogue for like 10 to 15 minutes in game and one of them the nicest character who just is there to save your game and give you a little bit of a nice little fact or a ta- uh, you know a factoid or something interesting for you to learn. God forbid you learn, and you hate her the entire way. I listen. It's it's a a response. Okay, here's what happens. Um, I get done with a boss fight. I'm all tense. Okay, I need to save. You know what I don't need? It's a fucking word of wisdom. Okay, <laughs> I need a goddamn. That was probably. <laughs> I liked the codec mechanics. Obviously, I didn't, I didn't have a case to this game, so I had to struggle to figure out what key ca- or CD case I was supposed to look on the back of for <laughs> for you know thirty minutes of the first stream. But um, yeah, I, felt, I felt bad for you when I came back and you said you were looking for a half an hour on. That's fine. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of love it now though. Like I look back on that and I'm like, <laughs> what a good time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, the um it was just I I started once I I, I didn't want to say this, okay? But I turned the corner on mailing after things really went to shit. And I was like, boy, if she's how I save, they're not gonna fuck with Mei Ling. Like <laughs> like like they'll fuck with every other character, fine. Um and also fuck Naomi. Fuck Naomi from the beginning. <laughs> I didn't like her from the beginning. Okay? At all. At, not That's, a fan. Not a to fan. Me that, Pascal. That, Pascal, okay. Pascal did everything wrong. Alright, for another day. We won't we won't get into that. But for me, this has a problem like the Fast and the Furious, where in the in one Fast and the Furious movie a main character was killed. And then in another one, they find the killer. Then all of a sudden, they're best friends with him. No, that guy killed your friend. And in this, this lady gives you a death, like an instant death, but at any random time in your life. You could just 
Like, it'll just, like, kill, oh, now it's going to kill you because it's another bonus disease she gave you that can't be taken out. And it's part of the story kills four different people. And then at the end, you're like, what do I do about this disease that you injected me with? She goes, live your life. No. Yeah, Metal, no, metal Gear was, Solid is anime. I mean, let's let's get down to brass tacks. It, That's it, what it is. <laughs> when, when that happened, I mean, you guys, you were there. You were watching. But when that happened, a part of me broke inside a little bit. <laughs> like Never going to be the same, huh? I mean, you know, we all, we go through life and little pieces of us break off along the way and fall to the wayside. This, this feels like a big piece. I really wanted to at least be like, you've got one hour and then the game ends. And then like the whole number two is him doing all this stuff that he has to do in an hour. Like, I don't know, just being like, nah, live your life. That's not a, it's not acceptable to me. It, it is the <laughs> shittiest non-answer you could come up with and, to that question. And yeah. in the moment where they're like piling on, it's like nothing happens, nothing happens, and then it's 20 fucking minutes of exposition. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. And then stuff happens, stuff happens, then it's 25 minutes of exposition. Kevin, um, how much have you looked into the second game? I've, no, I've nope. only... Wait, wait. <laughs> I want to answer. I've only seen the the what is it four or five minute E3 trailer that Alex showed me, okay. where where it was like I cannot wait until you start that. I know. I <laughs> uh, Joel also made a comment the other day, which really he was like, um, "I desperately want to be able to tell you the truth right now." Oh no, I'm gonna <laughs> lie the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, the second one is just you're gonna love it so much. There's um, not gonna be any of the same double, bullshit. You're being double and triple crossed in real life now. Yeah, I, it feels that way. So I wanted, I, I also wanted to kind of eat crow about the multiple playthroughs of this first Metal Gear Solid game. Um, I have no plan to myself, but given how you get this stealth suit at the end and uh, at on subsequent playthroughs, you get other stuff, and there's um, seems to be like a variety of ways you can complete it, <laughs> like being stealthy. Listen, <laughs> when being fucking listen, Rambo. listen, I was stealthy when I needed to be, and then I, I watched wasn't, you walk into just people all the time, like, <laughs> "Hey, look, a guy," and then he just punch. Yeah. yeah, he might have a ration. You don't know that a ration won't pop out. Okay, but, but here's the thing, Hartwig. Uh, now that you've played through it and have an understanding of the different story beats and what you need to do, you can run through the game a lot quicker. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And even if you're skipping dialogue and stuff, that cuts the game length in like half. Sure, so. sure, sure, sure. And also, also all of the not, items not are placed. All the items are placed in in very specific places. So once you know where they are as well, and now that you see the way the game, the the vision cones work and the way you can knock somebody unconscious, there are no kill runs. Like, that's a big deal as uh-huh. people doing, like, no kill runs. Pass. It's hard, <laughs> but it's possible. Yeah. Listen, I did the only important pass fist run that matters. No. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so- you do? What's that game? Skeleton Man? Come on. You're fucking with me now. <laughs> Come on. 
you're you're killing monsters, but you're not supposed to. Grim Fandango? No, my God. Oh, my God. Don't do this to me. You made me play this game. Kevin, you have to play it without killing anybody. It's crazy. I thought you were talking about fraud fractions. I don't know why you're bringing it up now. Undertale was the best. Undertale, correct. The only pacifist playthrough needed. Yeah. I, I played through Metal Gear Solid 2 without killing one person, except for I knocked somebody unconscious and they fell off the bridge. Stop yep. it. That's That'll amazing. That'll do it. See, that's, that's pretty bummed. It, yeah, I don't know. I just... It, it was so... It's so old, you guys. Like, it's it looks so old. <laughs> it is. It's our childhood, though. Yeah, listen. I wonder what we I was of- playing in 1997. Your skin flute? No. I mean... <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> and, and we're moving oh, on. <laughs> so, no, I wanted to bring up a couple things. Uh, nanomachines. Nanomachines. <laughs> also, the Secretary of State, like, just, he's like, oh, I arrested Campbell. And then the next thing goes, the Secretary of State let me go. He's off doing something else now. Yeah. Um, they really gloss over some major story beats in this game. Like, for a game that takes itself, boy, I can't tell. I don't know that anybody can. If you it, don't remember, it's, it's, a, it's a product of its time, Hartwood. I mean, what, 1996-ish was when it came out? Sure. I just can't tell if it's tr- if it's 100% trying to be serious with just like a... Or if it's... Again, this feels like the Andy Kaufman of video game series. I feel like it's just going to fuck with me, and I'm not going to be able to tell where whether it's serious or not, but it's going to feel really serious at the time. So so my my feelings on it have always been that everything is taking itself very seriously, except for when they get to human fa- flatulence and bodily function humor. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the only thing that Kojima finds funny, is like... Uh, really? You know, that That's how I feel. It's, Got it comes huh. across yeah i think i know exactly what you're talking about too a lot of a lot of pee pants yep mm-hmm. the other part is that he like it was the rock the movie the rock a, like supposed to be a joke or like face off and that's it's it's more the fact that he's trying to do that okay let's talk about that for a second because a lot of times especially during the streams you would say stuff like it's cinematic Okay? Yeah. Alright, let me explain something to you. I don't know very much about cinema, but some of the angles, especially <laughs> especially um, during the... And I ran through it. It's, well, it's not too hard, so I wasn't doing it for very long, but like the last one I can specifically remember was during the first half of the, the Rex battle. You get like halfway up the screen, and then it shifts to this shitty view why for who it doesn't look better it doesn't feel more cinematic um it just feels like you're doing this to to like it was an attempt at doing that that failed like i don't he doesn't i don't think he doesn't always succeed correct that's what what i'm gonna say like and nobody's perfect No, no no thing is perfect but like that came up more than just that time for me during this game. You <laughs> think where PlayStation One was sitting at, and it was sort of the that then N sixty four were the three D 
first right. generation. Exactly. So like they were first trying to get a sense of how to utilize that new dimension the of new, space. Exactly. And, and, I, and I think I think it's probably a product of that. Really. Absolutely. Well, and similarly, um, Mario sixty four has got its own handful of camera angle problems throughout. Oh, it's atrocious. So yeah. like so like this is not this is not. Okay, but there were some things, like during that Rex battle, like that is a choice that somebody made to shift that angle down. So it was, and I get it. Like you know, I'm just looking at this from a very, very critiquey perspective because you guys keep saying it's the greatest story ever told, and if it actually becomes that for me, this is gonna make this moment even better. Oh yeah. Where I'm like, fuck it. Give it time. No, seeing seeing the trailer uh for the second game actually got me like way more excited. I mean it, it seems like it's basically very similar but with some improved actual mechanics. Like I see there's like first person shooting with some regular weapons, like um or potential, I don't know. It's gonna be so a they made much-needed improvements over the series with the actual gameplay yeah. itself. There's kind of an inverse relationship in my mind, uh, mostly for the stories are probably the stronger parts throughout the first half of the series, whereas the gameplay suffers. And then as they improve in the gameplay over time, some of the story stuff suffers a little more as a consequence. Uh, yeah. To where even 5 is like, it is the be- one of the best large-scale world 3D stealth games I've ever played, but the story is bare bones. Got it. Yeah, I'll tell you, didn't that game release, like, <laughs> without the last act in it or something? Yeah. It yeah, did. yeah, but they kind of they kind of another day. They kind of sure. wrapped it up pretty, pretty hastily. Got it. Uh, so- I did take a... Sounds like, uh, sounds like Metal Gear. Yeah. <laughs> just just so, live. <laughs> just live. Uh, I I have a, my brother is a really big Metal Gear Solid fan, played them all as they went through. And I had him list just his favorite spots of Metal Gear 1. Uh, the uh, the Ocelot fight where the bullets are bouncing. Yeah. Uh, Psycho Mantis, when at the time he could read your, your, uh, your memory card. He, he can read your memory card and tell you what, if you've been playing Castlevania. Um, that was switch. really cool. It obviously like I did. There was nothing on the memory card that I played on, but I did see the videos of that happening. And like, again, Joel, you said it earlier, and I think you're a hundred percent right. Like, if I had a PlayStation and I played this game like, when I was thirteen or whatever, fourteen, like, yes, I would have been super into it, like for sure, and played it like a bunch of times. Uh, then he also said the reveal of Gray Fox, the cyborg ninja, yeah. when you're in that hallway with all the bodies. Um, yes, agreed. I thought that, um, cause the Gray Fox stuff is very, very just like vaguely alluded to, like earlier, besides like some of the history of it. Um, so mm. I really like that, like, I like how, I like where he came in, I guess, at the end, especially. Um, and the whole, I don't know, it just felt, he him being there at the end really stepped it up for me in terms of like the gravity of it all. 
he was a character in one of the, there was a series of games called Metal Gear. Right. For Nintendo and uh, uh, was it MSX? Yes. MSX. And those games, uh, interesting enough, are just like like all if you played those games, the DNA for Metal Gear Solid is there where it's top down NES style sprites. But it was the thing of to get across this chasm, you need to find the hang glider and it's randomly uh, in one of these boxes. And huh. then it's like you have to use items to figure out these puzzles while also sneaking around corners. So were those also Kojima games? Yeah, I believe so, okay, yes. Okay. And so there, in that game, he fought a guy on a minefield, and it was Gray Fox. Now, is there any reason that you didn't have me start back on those games? Is it just because they're not worth it, you think? They're obtuse, and they're not really that story-heavy. So the they give you just enough uh, detail from the MSX and NES games Got to it. go off of. Yeah, you would have hated me because that is just uh, sprite based, and it looks like Zelda where you have to go map to map, like oh. left, right, left, right, and you find items randomly, and it'll be a puzzle where like the bridge is out, you have to use the hang glider, but to get past this room that's just magically full of gas, you have to find the gas mask, and it's just opening items and traveling the map at random. Ugh. Yeah, no, that sounds no. I mean, it's it's not technically at random. I mean, people sure. have memorized the spots, but it just top down and hard to parse through. It's 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 a tough it's a tough game to get. Got through. it. Okay. Uh, and uh, also Metal Gear Rex. I was surprised I came in to watch you uh, defeat Metal Gear Rex, which was uh, you did pretty well on. I just was more surprised you did not mention his dick laser. Mm. I was too busy being mad about getting hit by the laser to process that it was definitely a dick laser. Yep. Definitely. That's another thing about that fight, was that most of the boss fights, it's patterns, and you sort of, like, it can become predictable, but I felt like the combinations of things that Rex could do made him, like, feel, at least, maybe it's totally predictable still, but, like, made it feel a lot more unpredictable than any of the other bosses, which is maybe by my design but maybe not yeah he, he has a pattern but you kind of had to draw him out it was it was a little bit difficult yeah so you are happy that this is done but happy that you played it absolutely i'm i'm mostly happy that it's done because of all the rom issues um mm-hmm. i really did like playing the game it's got like a lot of charm there's a lot of boy you're just i'm just in it now you know what I mean? I And it makes me feel good that, like, I've never read any stuff about Metal Gear Solid or any of the games before. Like, I'm very, like, virgin. Well, yeah, I, guess, I, I guess not anymore. I want to keep it that way, is at least blind through every game, because... It hurt, but I think I liked it. Just, uh... <laughs> just wait until you get to Metal Gear 3, where they deal with aliens. Uh. Yes! Yes! That's all I... That's all I want. The best part is you don't know whether I'm telling the truth or not, and both are equally possible. And I'm, yes, they are. I, and I'm cool with it. Um, real quick. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I see in the notes you've got hated being a spy. I think that Snake hates being a spy. Okay? Well, that's why he retired. Yeah. But he sure doesn't look retired. Okay. But here's what I'll tell you. 
the moment, the singular moment that made me hate Snake. Not completely, but like I really, I, I was flabbergasted. He's a stealthy spy. So when there's a cutscene or something like that, he should be a good spy. All right. So when his elbow was tucked out from that door well, that doorway with the key card to turn off the fucking nukes and he gets shot. Okay. I lost it. I lost myself. <laughs> That's all. I also like that every codec conversation, they would say something that was pretty relevant or has been said before, but they always repeat it in sh- complete shock. It's like, he's got the nukes. The nukes? The nukes? <laughs> Metal Gear. <laughs> every oh, that time. That was really good. Yeah. Metal Gear. Snake. Okay, that'll be the end of that <laughs> part. I mean, I... on your system? <laughs> Thank God. Yes. No, no. That was some steamy streaming stealth fun. Now let's come bounce for a minute. When we come back, a quick game of Indie or Outie. When we return. Now it's time for a quick round of Indie or Outie. Joel, take it away. All right. So I'm going to take control here for a little bit. Uh, we're going to do a round of Indie or Outie. Uh, this week in the U.S., it is two days away where we're recording from the 4th of July. And in the spirit of that, it's going to be Indie Game or Firework Brand Name. Uh, <laughs> I think this is creative. No, I, I do, but I just don't know enough Firework Brand Names, so it's going to be a lot of guessing. I'm hoping this is going to be tough for everybody. Are we ready? I don't have any in my trunk right now. I'm ready. Ready. That's very suspicious, but okay. (laughs) All right. First one. Eagle flight. Ooh. (laughs) Come on. Okay. I'm going fireworks. Firework. I'll be different and I'll go indie game. That is an indie game. Uh, Yes. All right. Man. I don't know, man. Hartwick, don't trust me. These are all verified on Steam. Okay. So you, can, you can you can vet it yourself later. I thought we switched over me. to Epic Store after last week. <laughs> we haven't me. heard that hashtag yet. Some of them are. Some of us are not up on the podcast yet, so please no spoilers. <laughs> I have no sympathy. What do you got, Joel? All right, second one: Dragon's Tears. <sighs> I I have to go firework again. I'm going firework. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be different then, and I'm gonna say indie game. That is a firework. Yes. Uh, yes. All right, Alex with the quick lead here. Two out. Mm-hmm. Number three, Guns of Navarone. <laughs> That's got to be a game. I'm going indie game. I'm. I think I know this game. It's a firework. Oh, what? (laughs) Swept. Wow. What did you say? Guns of Navarone? Swing and a miss. That's that's a firework. That's nuts. (laughs) Oh, this is much more fun when I'm directing it. Yeah. Uh, It is, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Next one is Freedom Cry. 
Come on. Firework. Come on, firework. Indie game. That is an indie game. Stop yeah. it! <laughs> Alex, I hate you. <laughs> God, you found some good ones. Getty, how's that zero score? Damn. I'm feeling pretty good. Fucking zero burger. <laughs> Next up is Falcon Rising. Firework. Didn't, Firework. You, didn't you just say Eagle Rising? No, I said Eagle Flight. Oh Eagle my God. Flight. I, you know Falcon what? Rising. You know what? Indie game. Okay. That is a firework. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> get it gets on the board. Damn. <laughs> We're losing by a thousand hundred and ten. Al- Alex with a healthy lead of four to one. Oh between yeah. Between him and Daddy and Al and yeah. Hartwood. It's fixed. Well, I said Falcon Rising. That was the last one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Guns of Midnight. <laughs> well, firework. It has to be. Indie uh, game. Me? I'm going to go indie game. Firework. That is an indie game. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Next up, Fortress Stronghold. <laughs> that indie is game. an indie game. Firework. That would be a firework. Yeah! Damn it! Oh, coming up. I feel like that's a bad firework name. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I bet all. it's entirely. I bet it's shaped like a square, like a castle, and you light it in a corner, and it shoots them up from the walls. I can picture it in my mind's eye. Go on. Sure, I, I, I agree with you, but I don't think the name evokes anything fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, agreed, agreed. Which maybe makes it a bad indie game name too, but uh, yeah. All right, the next one is the wolves. I'm just gonna go firework. I'm gonna go indie game. Indie game. That's an indie game. Yes. Yeah. You just picked what I picked so you'd keep the lead. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. I'm using that's like, strategy. That's like picking one. One dollar on Price is Right, you bitch. I'm, I'm just guessing, so I have no problem. Alex is playing a fucking numbers game over here. <laughs> you guys do what you want, so I'm going to keep guessing the wrong one. The, an- the analytics of Indie Audi. Okay. All right, Joel, how many we got left? All right, we have four left here. Okay. Uh, Nate Silver has five, Howard has four, and Daddy has two. All right. Uh, we just did the wolf's bite. The next one is off the hook. Firework. Firework. Indie game. That is a firework. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just sounds cool. That sounds like a I firework. Think I the would the duh part made me thought it was a firework. Uh, <laughs> come on, baby. All right. Uh, Excalibur. Game. That could be either. That's a, that's a firework. It's a firework. It's a firework. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. We got two. We got two left. Alex and Hartwood are tied with <sighs> six, and Daddy has three. So I'm gonna Daddy. sabotage everybody. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> All right. The penultimate one here: Shape of America. Oh boy. That's an indie game about fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god now i don't know what to do <laughs> firework um 
Firework. That is an indie game. Ooh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's, I, I'm guessing it's not actually about fireworks, though. Okay. It's probably one of those, like, uh, political strategy games that they have out every four years when presidential races come about. Mm. Where you oh get my. to pretend to be a candidate. Oh, my God. Nope. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Corbin. All right. Last one here. And this is my personal favorite. Uh, grounds for Divorce. <laughs> It's funnier. It's so good. It's funnier if you think about it as a firework. That this firework will cause a divorce. I I agree. I I gotta go. Um, indie game. Yeah, I I want to call it a firework. I'm going indie game. That's a firework. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a perfect name too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, I didn't get so trounced okay, as bad as I so thought I would. that's a firework called Grounds for Divorce. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I don't feel good about having a tie, because right now Alex and Hartwood are, are tied at six. Find another one. Um, yeah, let's let's try one more here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Come on, baby. Let's go with... Uh, how about... Sexy Rider. Uh, I'm gonna go firework. Okay, I'll go indie game. That's a firework. Uh, Yeah, and Alex is the winner. Uh, Just a a couple other fun names here while we finish that up. Uh, Another indie game, Freedom Defender. Okay. Uh, I I, and another firework name that I kind of enjoyed was uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh my god! Okay, I like that one. And uh, one more, one more firework name here: Eight Second Ride. Eight Second Ride. That's yep. sexual. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for playing, guys. That was fun. It was. <laughs> Before we end the show, our new segment, One Last Thing. Just one last thing to close out the episode. For me, playing auto chess is becoming an issue in my daily life. No, really? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just want to, I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just play another match and I'll just be another 45 minutes. It's cool. Just, you know, throw that on there. No. Well, it could be worse. You could be hooked on to bounce. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Joel? Uh, someone took their foot off the hose and now there's a flood of new stuff I don't have time to play and it's, it's kind of a bummer we could have used some of these games like three or four months ago there are quite a few now Getty I'm just wondering if Alex played either of those H games I bought him last week the answer is no oh come on <laughs> it's been like five days I will okay I will can you I give them pick- to me I will pick one. <laughs> you weren't here I last will, week. I will put them to good use. Is it in <laughs> is it in my gift basket for the episode? You gotta we have to uh give you the nude patches first. Right. Okay. And Kev, do you have a last word for us? Yeah, I'm really excited to play Metal Gear Solid 2 and those H games.
And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio. Where, after you hear this, we'll have had Getty and Steve play through most of Detroit being racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that was supposed to read human. and uh i would i'm still working my way up i think i might throw some auto chess on on the screen (sighs) maybe some overwatch (laughs) joel you got any plans Uh, i might do a second round of outer wilds that's good and kev you're gonna be next week picking back up metal gear solid yeah absolutely and maybe sometime later this week i'll play a little bit of a bounce Please do. I'm very interested. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. And GG, guys. Good game. GG. Get good. Easy. Easy. Thank God it's over. Wait, hold on. Hold on. See if I can do this. I'm taking us out of here. Uh. Nope. And that was, we're cutting that one for sure. <laughs> I am cutting that almost 100%. That Come will be on. after the credits. A, that will be after the credits. Okay. What the hell is that supposed to be? Oh, here's your tongue that's, twister, that, Alex. That is, no, all right, that thank is you. climb, what is it? Climb your daddy? That's not, that's not right. Mount your friends. Mount your friends. <laughs> Climb your daddy. Climb Get your, your daddy. shit together. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, no auto chess. <laughs> no. No, I'm... The worst part for me is that like I hear Cecilia and Beth studying in the background. And I just heard Cecilia start like shit, 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 shit. <laughs> what? What the hell? I <laughs> now I gotta know. Uh, I'll find out later. I'm sure. Do I gotta know? No. Okay. Okay. Um, here's a question, Getty. Would you mind punting SteamWorld Dig? We're already going long. Uh, I will, but can I start like yeah? Now we're gonna talk about Steam, and then you just cut me off, and you're like. No. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Can we do something like that? Like, I'll start to talk about it and you'll be like, so this week, Kevin, we're going to talk about Metal Gear. And I'll be like, wait, guys, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, stretch out. Drink some water. Hold on. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Oh, yeah. Gotta have that good voice. Okay. <laughs> um 45 50 just go yeah. all right ready all right <laughs>